0: You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA of Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you for listening and thank you for worshiping with us. Hello and welcome back to the Alter Echo podcast of St. John's Lutheran Church in Lakeville. Today is one of the final days of June and I am just sitting here in my office and Um, staying out of the deep humidity (laughs) that we seem to be having in this time. Uh, Wherever the month of June has taken you, I pray that it has been a time of rest, uh, maybe a time of summer adventure, and a time of encounter with the living Christ in faith. Uh, And I hope to see you at church soon, uh, wherever you might be. If you have not been around uh, the St. John's building this week, you may not know that we've had some sidewalk uh, construction. Um, There's a sidewalk now running from over from the parking lot past the playground and connecting back to the existing memorial garden structure. And a couple of spots on our sidewalk that needed a little repair have also received that. So um, the next time you're at church, you're going to see those wonderful upgrades and, um, and some good things. I also want to just take a moment to acknowledge that this podcast has been on hiatus for uh, I think about two weeks um, in the flurry of summer activity. Uh, there has just been an increase of, um, of need and something had to give and it was this. So I apologize for that gap, but I'm happy to be back with you today, uh, bringing you a scripture and message for Sunday, July 2nd of 2023. So in this season, uh, we continue in the Gospel of Matthew with um, kind of Jesus sending out of the early disciples and his instructions to them. So today we actually have a really short gospel reading If you have a Bible with you, you can go ahead and open that up to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 10, and we'll read the rest of verse 10 starting with verse, or the rest of chapter 10, excuse me, starting with verse 40. Jesus instructs his disciples here, and also us with these words. Whoever welcomes you, welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Jesus uses the word welcome a lot here, uh, and I want to think today with, with you about how we experience welcome, how we practice welcome, and maybe even kind of what, what holds us back from living into a full welcome together as the people of God. Now, we talk a lot about uh, how we welcome people at church, but I think what Jesus' words here are instructing us for goes far beyond just the life of church. But first, I want to tell you a story um, that I think I have shared maybe at our annual meeting last year, but for those who maybe didn't have a chance to hear it, I just want to share this one experience with um, the idea of welcome. When I was a... seminary student probably in my first year of seminary. Uh, A few of my seminary classmates and I um, did what one might expect seminary students to do and we uh, ventured out one Sunday morning before we were employed by churches to go to worship uh, somewhere at a neighborhood church. We found a church that we wanted to worship at and we figured out the worship time and we showed up. and participated. And as you can imagine, uh, to have a handful of seminary students show up, you wouldn't know they were seminary students, but uh, think young people um, showing up to worship without families or children or spouses, um, but people who showed up to worship who not only knew how to navigate a hymnal, but knew how to participate and did, um, who gasp, sung in church, you can about imagine how the congregation received us. Um, they were warm, they were friendly, they there were a number of people who came up and introduced themselves and asked our names and who we were uh, and if we were visiting that day um, and really did a number of nice, just very simple actions of hospitality to help us feel, to let us know that we were not only welcome but we were, our presence was noticed um, and appreciated. But I have to say, (laughs) despite all the good things, um, that this church community did to really make us feel welcome, and they really did, um, truly, showing up to a church where you are perhaps not a regular participant, um, to show up for worship at a church community where, Uh, you are not familiar to folks and people don't know you, um, and you're not quite sure what their particular uh, practices or customs or rituals are beyond some of the kind of basic ones of our Lutheran church, Um, it, it felt a little bit like crashing someone's party that you weren't invited to. It took us a little while to kind of Uh, do the spiritual bob and weave to feel comfortable and notice um, the rhythms of the service, or some of the times when they would stand up or sit down that maybe we as individuals from many different congregations were not quite used to, um, or to know if we were sitting in someone's spot. You know, we don't want to commit that church atrocity. It just felt a little bit uncomfortable to be a new person who wanted to belong um, and didn't want to do anything to upset anyone or offend anyone accidentally. So I share this story uh, with you because I think in order to extend a welcome, we must acknowledge that by being part of a community for a while, for an amount of time, we gain familiarity, we deepen our comfort level, and perhaps we quickly forget just the the basic discomfort of what it is to be unfamiliar in a place and with people. And so therefore, um, all it takes in some ways is some really simple gestures to make folks feel welcome like the cup of cold water that Jesus names in his example from verse 42, right? Offering someone a cup of cold water might seem basic. It might seem really ordinary. And perhaps we might even marvel and say, well, it's not very hard for someone to get a drink of water, especially if they come to St. John's where we have drinking fountains and we have cups available and we make resources easily available for for people. And we do. But just the simple gesture of being noticed, having someone be mindful, and extend an unnecessary and undeserved kindness in your direction, it goes a long way. It makes a huge difference. That even if the proverbial hospitable cup of cold water is not something you are desperate for. It might just show the kind of presence that we want to communicate if we say, and we do, that we are a welcoming congregation. What are the ways that we practice that in simple gestures, in acts of kindness or service, in paying attention to those who are in our midst and doing something tangible and concrete to let people know that we care that they are here and that we value their presence. Jesus, in these words to his disciples, points to an interesting reality and maybe a good kind of gut check for us (laughs) as we think about how we welcome, who we welcome, and why we welcome. In verse 40, Jesus indicates that whoever welcomes you, meaning you disciple, actually is welcoming Jesus himself. It makes me wonder, how would we welcome people, any person, if we assumed (laughs) that we were welcoming Jesus? Would we welcome someone differently if we realized in fact that the one in our midst was Jesus in disguise, so to speak? Or do we welcome consistently and equitably across the board, assuming that each and every person we encounter is in fact welcoming Jesus in our midst? There was an old camp skit uh, from my days working for Green Lake Lutheran Ministries that we often included in our worship services to teach campers about this very thing. It goes like this. Imagine someone busy in their house, cleaning up, sweeping in their kitchen, uh, perhaps putting things away or cooking. And this person says, oh my goodness, Uh, you know, oh my goodness, Jesus is coming for for dinner tonight. How did I get so lucky that Jesus is going to come to my house of all places, is going to sit down with me, spend time with me, talk with me. I, I really need to make sure that everything is done well and perfect and the meal is delicious so that Jesus has a really, really nice time here. Great. I'm busy. I'll get to work. The person continues cooking or cleaning or fussing, doing whatever it is that they're doing in preparation when suddenly the doorbell rings. Oh, I wonder who that could be, the person says, and they walk over, open the door, and find a stranger standing there. The stranger says, hi, sorry, I'm so sorry. My car broke down and my cell phone is dead and I have no way to call for help for a tow truck. Could I just just bother you just for a moment? Come in and, and use your phone to call the, the tow company and I'll be out of your hair. Well, the homeowner kind of looks at this person and decides, oh, I'm just I'm too busy preparing for Jesus to come and says, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry, but I'm just really busy. Why don't you go next door and see if you can use their phone? I'm so sorry and sort of closes the door in this person's face. They go back to cleaning and fussing and making a do about all this preparation for Jesus when suddenly uh, the doorbell rings again. Sort of exasperated, they go back to the door thinking, oh my goodness, who in the world could it be? I never have people visit, and now two in, in one day in such a short time. So they go back to the door, open the door, and find that it's their little neighbor kid. The child is crying because they were out riding their bicycle on the sidewalk and fell off and scunned their knee. They're crying and, oh, please, will you help me? My knee is all scun up and I, I just need a Band-Aid. Can you help me, please? Well, the homeowner looks at the child and says, you know what? You're only like... You're only two blocks from your house. I bet if you get back on your bike and ride home, you'll be there in no time. And your mom, your dad, they'll be there to help you. You know, you probably really need your mom or dad in this situation. I don't think I'm the right person to help. Just get on your bike and ride home and everything will be taken care of. You can about imagine the child's, like, shock look on their face that they have been rejected by this caring adult, their neighbor, as the... Homeowner closes the door once again and gets back to cleaning and cooking and setting the table and all the things. After not a long time, of course, the doorbell rings one more time. And uh, here we have um, a person who's out for a walk, and, and they are just parched. They're just just so in need of a drink of water. And they say, oh, please, please, I've I've been out for a long walk, and I I just... Forgot myself and didn't bring a a water bottle with me. Could I really just trouble you for a glass of cold water? And the person says, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. You know, our water heater is broken and we're just, we're all out of water. You know, we don't, we can't, I can't help you. Obviously just making up excuses at this point. So they close the door, the person leaves, on their way. The homeowner is now just kind of shaking with excitement. Oh, Jesus must be coming anytime. I can't wait for him to get here. And suddenly the phone rings. The person answers the phone. Oh, hi, Jesus. When are you coming? I'm, my meal is all cooked and it's almost done and we're ready for you. And I'm so excited to get to... Oh, you're not coming anymore. Well, why not? Well, Jesus... You what do you mean you were already here? I never saw you. I I had other people come to the door but oh that three times you visited? You you visited as the person who had the car breakdown and oh you were you were here as the little child who needed help. And Jesus, you showed up as a person who needed a drink of water? How did I not know it was you? Well, thanks for thanks for calling Jesus. Are, are you sure you can't still come by? Okay, bye. And they hang up the phone, realizing, of course, that each and every person who came to their house asking for only a simple kindness was in fact, Jesus in their midst. Jesus says to us today in this gospel reading, "Whoever welcomes you." welcomes me. I wonder, friends, how we might behave if we try to shift our lens, our way of looking and our way of thinking, to imagine that each and every person we encounter is not only a child of God, but is an opportunity to welcome Jesus, an opportunity to care for Jesus, an opportunity to serve Jesus it's himself. I once heard the saying that you will never look into the face of someone whom Jesus does not love. Do we behave as though every person we encounter is Jesus himself? as though every person we have an opportunity to treat with love and compassion and respect and regard and basic human decency, is actually Jesus in our midst? How would the old camps get change, if instead of turning away each and every one of those three visitors, if the host instead said, Oh, I have Jesus coming over for dinner, and wouldn't you like to stay with me and join us? I'm sure you would love to talk to him, and he would be so delighted to spend time with you. What if, instead of holding off all of our care and generosity toward others for the sake of Jesus, we offered it in bounds to the neighbor who shows up unexpectedly? to the child who needs a little extra comfort, to the person who asks for only a simple kindness? What if we offered and welcomed that person into our midst, perhaps even into our life or into our home, expecting that because of this connection, they will have an encounter with Jesus too? When we do these things, then perhaps what we find Is that we have an unexpected and delightful encounter with Jesus in our own midst, surprising us, delighting us, getting to speak and encounter, speak with and encounter a Jesus who is already with us, even if we can't see it right away. Perhaps then we find ourselves around a table with all kinds of people whom Jesus loves. Encountering the ways that Jesus draws us together around welcome and compassion. This truly is the kingdom of God. Hospitality is a repeated theme throughout scripture. There are a number of times when Jesus teaches us about the gift and the opportunity and in fact the reward of Offering hospitality of being the host. Your invitation today, and mine, and I do mean me too, is to stay curious about our neighbors and seek ways that we can show simple acts of hospitality to one another When we are at home or when we are away, when we are at church or when we are at work or school or summer programs or even on vacation. Let us stay alert for ways that we too can practice hospitality with maybe something as simple as a cold cup of water or with another small act of kindness I think the other thing that the skit exposes for us that might be an interesting lens for you and for me is that often hospitality comes with a minor inconvenience to ourselves. It perhaps does require something of us to stop all of our fussing and our busyness to be able to care for or welcome the one whom we encounter unexpectedly, like the person in the skit. So, as we follow Jesus into this territory of welcome and hospitality, may we be willing to be minorly inconvenienced for the sake of faithful, authentic, caring encounters, not only with random strangers, but with Christ himself in our midst. This is our reward, is the deep and true encounter with Christ when we slow down enough to pause (laughs) and offer the cup of cold water and show regard for the neighbor or the stranger to step outside of ourselves momentarily or more, and show the kind of true welcome that Christ offers us daily, continually, moment by moment in the kingdom of God. Let us go forth and do likewise, because we follow Jesus and because we are his disciples. You are welcome here. Let us go forth and be people of welcome, Thanks be to God. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again, anew, and we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now in support of this podcast and of the work and ministry of St. John's Lutheran Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat that for you, sjlcl.org. Up toward the top right, you will see a button that says Give. Click on Give and follow the simple instructions to give your offering. And on behalf of the whole congregation, let me say thank you for giving in support of these ministries. And now, receive a blessing from Kate Bowler from her book, The Lives We Actually Have. This is a blessing called For This Ordinary Day. Lord, here I am. How strange it is that some days feel like hurricanes and others like glassy seas and others like nothing much at all. Today is a cosmic shrug. My day planner says, rather conveniently, that I will not need you cry out for you, reach for you. Ordinarily, I might not think of you at all. Except, if you don't mind, let me notice you. Show up in all the small necessities and everyday graces. God, be bread, be water, be laundry. Be the coffee cup in my hands and the reason to calm down in traffic. Be the gentler tone in my insistence today that people pick up after themselves for once, be the reason I feel loved when I catch my own reflection or feel my own self-loathing fluttering in my stomach. Calm my mind, lift my spirit, make this dumb, ordinary day my prayer of thanks. Amen, and peace be with you, my friends.